everyone. Welcome back to another Coaching from the Couch. We're in uh, episode two here, week five recap. Um, so yeah, I just want to start off strong. Dallin, how are you doing? I'm feeling great, Slade. Uh, a lot of good games this weekend, so I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, a lot of good games, even outside of primetime. Um, if we want to touch on anything a little bit heavier, if you have any thoughts or anything, feel free to chime in and we can we can take a little sidebar. Um, but we'll plan on sticking with primetime as normal. Um, and any notes or any any comments you have, um, again, feel free to, to, to jump in whenever. So um, let's just jump right in. Then we'll start with Thursday night football. Um, this was Bears at Commanders. The Bears ended up winning this game by a, a, a very strong offensive performance, which I think was very surprising for me. Um, drops the Commanders down to uh, two and three and the Bears up to one and four. So they're finally they're finally in the win column. Only took them five weeks. Um, I, that leaves one undefeated team. I think <laughs> it's the the Panthers are the only un, uh, sorry not undefeated winless team or the Panthers. So <laughs> opposite, man. yeah, and it sinks for the Panthers yeah. too because they have their oh first overall pick this year goes to the Bears anyways. So that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully they figure yeah. it out. Uh, so the Bears don't losers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Great. Well, let's jump in. Let's start with takeaways. Um, I want to I'll open it up with just the, like I said, the Bears offense was was very surprising to me. Justin Fields and DJ Moore connection was fantastic on Thursday. Um, it just looked mm-hmm. like almost completely unstoppable. And it, to be completely honest, um, it looked like Justin Fields was a completely different player. Uh, I rewatched the film the other day just to get yeah. an idea of what we were looking at. And uh, there's still some accuracy issues from Fields. Um, he had his his first throw of the game was a deep ball to, to Darnell Mooney, and it was just a titch long. Um, I think Darnell Mooney probably mm-hmm. could have made the catch, but I think it could have been thrown a little bit better too. And then there's just a couple other times throughout the game where you see Justin Fields make like a little dump off um, or just like an outside pass, and it's just a little off. He had a, He had another throw later in the okay. game to the outside. I don't remember who it was to, but it was just a little bit off. It was, he was open. He could have had the catch, but he's just a bit off. But in terms of Justin Fields play as whole, he just looks like a completely different player right now. Um, It's so crazy to see actually. um, And so surprising for me, he's looked so awful the last, (laughs) I mean, you could say the last year and a half to be completely honest. (laughs) It's like, well, yeah, outside of a, a outside of a good run game, he's just been very abysmal in the passing game. And even this year, he's just looked awful. Um, the Bears are coming off of two great offensive performances against the Broncos and the, the Commanders. So I'm not ready to to raise any any flags and any banners and say the Bears have turned it around and they're ready to go. But I will say that it's, mm-hmm. you know, this is a really good sign for the Bears. If they can continue to put together these offensive performances like they have been, um, you know, they're not a playoff team. They're not going to do anything, but it should be, you know, you should be hopeful for the future at the very least. I think that you're right. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, crazier things have happened, but I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say the bears are not making the playoffs <laughs> this year. You said this is the first win that they had this year, but literally the first one they've had in a year, yeah. like going back to last season, I believe when I looked at it, it was October. October 24th. Yeah, it was so literally almost a year since the Bears have won a game. It was 14 and straight they finally losses. Pull it, pull through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's Bears. it's what a dumpster fire, man. No, seriously. But it's really great to see but again, I don't think it's like, you know, I don't we're not raising any banners over this. I like right. I'm um 
I'm happy to see Justin Fields doing well, even though I'm an NFC North fan. Um, I liked Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. I was of the opinion that, you know, we've seen a really bad track records when it comes to Ohio State quarterbacks, and he was following that same mold. I'd love to see him put it together. Like, I think he is so fun to watch when he gets, he just is really explosive and he's really creative and he makes really good plays with his legs. Mm -hmm. So if he can do that with his arm too, which we saw him do at Ohio State, I would love to see it. Really, I would. And so I think these last two weeks have voted very well for his future. I hope he continues to do it. Um, I hope he doesn't do it against the Vikings, but I hope he continues to improve and do well and play the way he's been playing. Cause it's really exciting to see, I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, it's almost as if I forgot I was watching the bears for yeah. a second, but then again, I, I think about who they're going against the commanders and the commanders are one of those teams where they surprise me because it's like every time I think the commanders are about to do well as well, they'll, humble me in a sense of like, nope, we're, we're the commanders. Like we, we will look like crap this next game. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And going back to Justin Fields, like, yeah, he, he looked really good. Um, man, if they could put something together like that every single week and don't get me wrong, the commanders aren't that good of a team mm-hmm. either, but what they were looking like heck, they dang near looked like the chiefs out there (laughs) compared to what they normally do. So, yeah. And I think that's why I'm not, I, I think that's why I'm not like running to the shouting to the, to the ceiling and shouting to everybody that the bears are back because the, while they have had two Mm -hmm. great offensive performances back to back, and that's just so impressive to see, especially in in a, in the NFL in a league that's hard to do consistently. It's against two, not very great teams. The Broncos have the worst defense in the league. And the commanders were clearly like, I think we mentioned this last week, but their two and O record coming into week three was clearly a fraud. And they've been, they've been in these games, even this game, the final score doesn't reflect it, but they're in that third and fourth quarter. They were in the game. They had opportunities to win Mm -hmm. the game. Um, And if you can play complete football, we talk about it a lot. We talked about a lot with the Packers last week. If you play complete football, you can win the game. They were in the game. They had the opportunity to, but the defense just had too many, too many opportunities and too many missed opportunities to be completely honest. Um, there was, I feel like the, the commander's defense was out of, out of position far too often. Um, DJ Moore mm. was open like 95% of the time, uh, which is just like, yeah. it just doesn't, you know, like no wonder he had such a monster game. You'd look at these throws and, and Justin Fields did a great job of just reading the field and reading where the safeties were going and getting him to pull in different ways. Um, his first touchdown, yeah the safety was just completely off and it left him open in the back of the corner of the end zone. So it's just, you know, like the commander's Mm -hmm. defense let up 17 points in the first quarter, which means going into the second quarter, what is, what are the commanders supposed to do? You can't run anymore. You know, the the commanders weren't running well as is. I think uh, Brian Robinson had something like six carries for 10 yards. So obviously not very effective with the carries he's getting anyways, but like, even Mm -hmm. like at the point you're in, even if you wanted to continue to run, you really can't you just have to pass the ball. Right. So I think the bears capitalized on what I think was a really weak showing from the commander's defense. And I was disappointed. I think the commanders have a really good defensive line. Um, and I think they should have been yep. able to do far more than they actually ended up doing. Um, I just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that you have, you know, you've got Montez sweat, you've got Jonathan Allen, uh, chase young, and you're just like no pressure. And the bears, Offensive lineup at this point has stunk. So, like, I just don't understand how you're getting. I don't know how you're getting to this Mm -hmm. point and not getting. Like, you have three sacks, which is like it's good and like great that you got sacks. But even the the plays where they got the sacks, it just feels like Justin Fields is like running into the sack. It doesn't feel like the defensive line did anything 
ex right. like super special. It just feels like Justin Fields <laughs> ran into a to a defender instead of running away from him. So that was really yeah. surprising me too. I've seen that. Yeah, and Justin Fields does it all the time. Mm. Bless his heart. He's always running into sacks. All the freaking time. I'm like, oh Justin, buddy, sweetie pumpkin. That is not your those are the bad that is guys. not your player. Those are the bad those are the bad guys, but run away those from are the bad guys, baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this Bears off this Bears offensive line is so surprising to me too because they've been so abysmal, but they dominated this game completely. Like, mm-hmm. I think the reason Justin Fields was able to pick apart the defense as well as he did was number one, the defense didn't play well, but number two, that offensive line gave him so much time, and so it really makes you wonder that if Justin yeah. Fields is in a better situation with a better offensive line, do we even have these conversations where we say Justin Fields stinks? Like he had so much time and he was able to to make the right throws and do the right things with these. So it's Great to see. Yeah. I can't believe the offensive line played as well as they did because they didn't just dominate in the pass game. They dominated in the run game as well because the running game was super yeah. effective for the for the uh, Bears they, as well. They established it really well. Yeah. yeah. Khalil Herbert was 10 for 76 before he went down, which was sad to, mm-hmm. see. It was sad to see him go down, especially because I think the Bears, their backup, um, Roshan Johnson, yeah. also went out with concussion protocol, so they were left with their fullback, um, which mm-hmm. obviously is a bad position to be in. Um, but they just, I know. Do you see the, see the way that he even went out? It's like, he was wide open. And I was like, Justin, right. that, that would have been, that could have been another touchdown, but he yeah. like, and it comes back to accuracy issues. Again, he underthrows Cleo Herbert yeah. and Cleo Herbert tries to make a play and gets injured doing it. And then tries to come back in the game mm-hmm. because they know they're short with running backs and just can't, he has that one run. He comes back after he gets initially injured and he falls down almost immediately yeah. and walks right off. So it's just like, Again, it's those it's those small accuracy things where you're like, oh, okay, Justin Fields, like you got to correct that. But as soon as you correct that, and uh-huh. if you can put on these performances, like there's nothing holding you back, really. There's not. So oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, really good to see from the from the Bears. Um, really happy to see it. Um, I think the only thing I will say about the Bears that I was disappointed in is their second half performances. They just keep letting teams be in the game for a little bit too long. Um, yeah. They did it against the Broncos last week. Obviously, they lost that game because of a mistake from Justin Fields. And this week, again, I know the final score does not reflect it, but there was a time where it was a one-possession game, and they really could have come back. No, uh, that end of the third quarter, the commanders played really well. And even kind of going back to what you said about they were down 17-0 in the first quarter, On it's kind of hard to establish the run from there because you're down 17. But it's like... I think they totally still could have established it because it obviously it was working for them and and they had a a lot better third quarter than what the Bears did and yeah like you said it was a what I don't even remember it was like fourteen points or something yeah I think they got it the I think they got it the final score ended up being forty twenty so we left it at a twenty point game but I think they got it down to a one possession game coming into the fourth quarter but then again they just yeah. have these mistakes they have these defensive mistakes. Uh, the Bears are driving down the field. I think they're on a third or second down. Um, it's a short curl mm-hmm. route to DJ Moore, and the defender goes to try to to make a play on the ball yeah. and whiffs, and DJ Moore gets a free touchdown. And that's kind of what seals the game right there. Again, it's like you want to be aggressive yeah. and you want to make these plays, but at that point in the game, I just don't understand trying to make a play on the ball like that. Like play the defender. Don't do it if you're the only one. Right. For sure, because especially if the safeties aren't even close to you, then it, yeah, like you said. And exactly what happened—the free touchdown. It's—it's—it's right. it's, it's like obviously DJ Moore had a monster of a game. Like, 
that that doesn't happen often, you know, mm-hmm. three touchdowns and over 200 yards receiving, but you almost got to credit the commanders <laughs> defensive backs for handing these handing these freebies to yeah. him as well. Yeah, so I mean, he got a, you think they would have learned the first time. Yeah, he but. got a free 40-yard touchdown right there. So, And it's like, I, again, I understand you want to be aggressive and you want to make these plays on the ball because you do. Like, Imagine you pick off the ball right there, a completely different game. The second half has been dominated by the commanders. They, they have owned time mm-hmm. of possession. They have owned yardage. They have owned everything. So imagine you get a pick right there. And now you're down, I think it was eight. I think they were down eight or seven at that point. And you have the chance to go down the field and tie the game. Like that's huge. That's so big. But yeah. instead you, you, you try to make the aggressive play, you give up the touchdown and it's like, well, now you've lost the game. Like at that point, you really don't have hope. Yeah. You know, you have to put together yeah. two really, really impressive quick drives and it's just not really going to happen, you know, even as well as they've been playing in the second half. So like, I, I understand right. the idea behind it, but also I think, at that point of the game, like give them the, give them the five yard curl or play the receiver. And maybe you can even disrupt the pass, but like give him that at least. So you don't have to worry yeah. about a touchdown. Cause even if they score a field goal there and you've got a 10 point, maybe 11 point game, you're still in the game. You know, at that point you're, you're right. still there, but you, you make it a 14, 15 point game. It's like, you're, it's, it's a lot to ask to come back from that. So yeah, I, it was, it was, what what could have been a really impressive comeback, I think, was spoiled by a defense that waited too long to try to do something and then tried to be too aggressive mm-hmm. in moments that I think didn't shouldn't have been aggressive as they were. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And you got to give it to the commanders, too, especially, yeah, in the second half, trying to push for it. And I'll tell you what, that Logan Thomas, the tight end for the commanders, that guy's the real deal. Oh, like, a- obviously, I... I I feel like he's been pretty up and down for the past couple of years, but man, this year he's been been targeted a whole lot more. And that guy's got some good hands too. I think they definitely need to start feeding that guy, yeah, dang near as much as possible because he's 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 a good player. Well, yeah, and it's just a good safety net for Sam Howell, who we'll mention. I, he yeah. had a terrible first quarter. Well, not terrible. He had a bad first quarter. Um, he had a. It wasn't. He, he had a great game beyond that. Um, he threw, I think they threw 51 passes, um, three 37 of 51 for 388. Uh, it's just a, it's a monster mm-hmm. game. You know, obviously he had to play that well in the second half cause they're down so much, but uh, like pat mm-hmm. on the back, you did really great. You, you responded really well to the, ad- to the adversary. Is that the right word? Adversary? Adversary. One of those words. Or the adversity. <laughs> oh, Whatever. adversity. I think that was the word I was Adversary. Talking. I think <laughs> like the devil. So yeah. not the devil. The devil was not there. Adversity. <laughs> uh, he responded really well to it. He played a, a heck of a game despite minus the interception he ended up throwing. Um, but I, I think Logan Thomas is such a good safety net for him. Um, he's got good hands, mm-hmm. and he he proved he can make something happen after the catch too. He had a a, a catch yeah. that he ended up taking for a first down late in the third or early in the fourth. Uh, had to do a diving catch to mm-hmm. make it. Um, he did have his fumble. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas did, which was sucked and especially when it came um it was just like a really bad time to fumble um but i think it's a great safety net for sam howell especially as a new quarterback to have this kind of easy like you know he's going to make the catch he can make the contested catch and he can get yards from it so that's super great Mm -hmm. to have um in terms of other receiving threats where the heck was terry mclaurin this game 
yeah, who? Exactly. <laughs> I was wondering the whole game. I'm like, did he get hurt or something? I didn't see him until the fourth quarter, it feels like. Yeah, so. and it's so odd because he's matched up against a rookie cornerback the entire game, or most of the game. Yeah. And I'm sure he had a couple double mm-hmm. coverages. I'm sure he was, and I didn't look very closely, but I'm sure he was. But, like, the again, these are the type of games where you want your star players to start making an impact. Like, you've got a chance to win yeah. this game, especially in that second half, and you come out and go – four for 49 it's just like like that's that kind of sucks especially as a as a player that man like a a player like terry mclaurin who who has the the opportunity and has the ability to make these plays and to win you games Mm -hmm. it's just like come on man where are you what are you doing you're killing me you're killing me terry yeah and also don't don't put it in reverse terry put it put it put it in forward do something put it in drive terry Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to poor defense from the commanders, um, missed opportunities from the offense as well. They had a long play in the first quarter or first half um, would be touchdown. That was just a little bit overthrown, Um, probably still could have been Mm -hmm. caught, uh, but just again, a little bit overthrown. And so it's these kind of things you're leaving ports on the board um, and your defense just can't stop anybody. I think the, the bears five first five drives ended in points. And so like, and if the commanders can't reciprocate, which they couldn't, I don't think they got a first down until the second quarter. And so if you can't even move the ball until the second quarter and you're already down 17, Oh, it's just like, Oh man, you're just in Mm -hmm. such a bad spot. You can't, your defense obviously can't get a stop. You can't stay on the field. So your defense is just getting more worn out. So I I think it's just missed opportunities and poor defense as well as just a fantastic Mm -hmm. offensive performance by the bears, which is just not something I thought I'd say anytime soon, but, um, Great, yeah. great performance. I mean, it was, it was, and I'm, I'm still not absolutely like. Don't get me wrong. Justin Fields does have a lot of stuff to work on. I, he only completed like 50 percent of his passes, mm-hmm. which I mean, his yardage count was so high because of DJ Moore too. <laughs> which, like I said, he looked a lot better than he has in the past. He still got some stuff to work on, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not putting it past him. I'm like, he still looked really good. But yeah, let's. Let's let's up that percentage up a little bit, Justin, and then uh, see see where that takes us. Maybe win a couple more games this year. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Again, and even in the second, he looked good, even in the second half. I think what the problem with the Bears was last week in the second half is they got really conservative. It was just running uh-huh. essentially, so you're just going three and out pretty consistently. But in this in this yeah, game, they're passing the ball in the second half. He's just not really hitting as well as he was in the first. Um, and I think that's right. where the percentage comes down a lot. Cause he was really, he was accurate in the first, he was making the right read. He was mm-hmm. doing a lot of good stuff. So I think by the second half, he's just kind of, I don't know if he's trying, I don't know if he's getting comfortable or if he's kind of like taking a step back, but just keep the gas on man. Like make the good read. You've been doing it the entire game, yeah. make the, make the pass and, and you'll win the game by, you know, it doesn't even have to be as close as it was coming into the fourth quarter. Um, right. Definitely still stuff to work on. And I, again, I, I won't say this makes me like, think that Justin Fields is the real deal quite yet. Um, right. But I think it's really promising. I think it shows a lot of, a lot of upside and a lot of good things that could come out of the bears, especially if Justin mm-hmm. Fields continues to progress how it seems he did, did these last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, bears fans should definitely be happy with the four touchdown performance. Mm-hmm. Like he, he did look good. He did. He did. He did look really good. Yeah. yeah. And I think if the bears can continue to give, him time the bears offensive line if they can continue to give him time 
Like, I think we can expect mm. this kind of performance. You've got a good threat in DJ Moore. Uh, the Bears need more weapons. Cole Komet's become a nice, uh, I think I would use the word safety blanket for him as well. Um, he's had a couple good yeah. weeks back to back. But I think they need more weapons. I don't think Darnell Mooney is really a wide receiver too. Calibre. He's not what he once was with for the Bears. Like He used to be really good for him, I feel like. But it's just over time, he just hasn't gotten as much targets. And, and yeah, he's kind of lost a little bit of the flair that kept him up. Yeah, and I think he's failing to capitalize on the targets he is getting. Um, again, like you, yeah. you want your receivers to be able to make these contested, contested catches. And I know it's not always easy, but he had the deep throw. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he only had two targets actually. Um, no, I lied. He had four, but zero catches. Um, the two targets right. I can remember, uh, the first play of the game, obviously. And it's the deep ball that, that goes a little bit long and he does miss. Um, I think he got a fingertip mm-hmm. on it though. So again, like maybe you can make the play. And then the second target is a, is a 50, 50 ball in the end zone that he ended up dropping as well. Mm-hmm. And I watched the play and I'm like, DJ Moore would have caught the ball. Like, it's like, I know that Darnell yeah. Mooney is not DJ Moore, but you want your wide receiver two to be able to make these plays. And I just don't think Darnell Mooney can make these right. plays. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, honestly, that's probably even a good segue into Let's go into our MVP LVPs. Who's who's your MVP, Slade? Yeah, uh, or I should say. And why is it DJ Moore? Yeah, it's DJ Moore. <laughs> I debated. I did debate for a little bit <laughs> yeah. to give it to Justin Fields because I just don't think Justin Fields has these type of games very often. And I want to, like, praise the ones. trophy. <laughs> Honestly, no. Like, I want to praise the good games he has because the rest, I'm like, man, you stink. Good job, buddy. Like, you stink. So yeah. I, I debated. I debated for a while giving it to to Justin Fields, but uh, DJ Moore was just too impressive. Of Fields, 282 yards. DJ Moore had 230 of them, and a lot of them came mm-hmm. after after the catch. Um, I tried to find out yeah. exactly how many, and despite all of my Google searches, I was unable to figure, figure out how many yards after catch he had, um, but a good chunk of them came after catch. So um, super yeah. impressive for Justin Fields as well, but I think at the end of the day, like, DJ Moore took control of the game. DJ Moore made plays on made plays after the catch and and even made some really impressive contested catches for a touchdown. Uh so it I don't mm-hmm. I don't really see how it can't go to DJ Moore in this instance. All right. I totally agree. That's exactly why I picked two. It's just, you, you can't have necessarily a three touchdown game and yeah, 230 yards, like what you were saying. Justin Fields had 282, so that literally means 50 other yards went to every other back on the field and receiver. It's just like he was the passing game, and and because of that, took advantage of these weak defensive backs on on the Commanders. And who, by the way, the Commanders' defense gave the Bears. I think it the stat was four of the Bears' largest plays this season came from the Commanders. Like their top four plays this year were in this one game. That's so crazy. <laughs> and so kind of moving into the LVP, I'm going to say the commander's defense and specifically Kendall Fuller, who was supposed to be on, on DJ Moore, mm-hmm. And he whiffed at least two of those touchdown catches. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had Emmanuel Forbes. He's a rookie. Um, he's coming off a really poor week against the Eagles last week too. I think he allowed between yeah. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, something like 175 yards. Um, this week he allowed 75 yards and a touchdown to DJ Moore. Um, he's a rookie. It's growing pains. He'll get over it. I'm sure he will. I think they want him to be kind of like a ball hawk, like uh, like a Trayvon Diggs type of player where 
you try to make right. a big play, you try to make the interception. So you're going to give up yards. Um, so I, he'll bounce back. He'll be fine. I'm not worried about him, but uh, just too many costly, costly plays where he just gives up yards to DJ Moore. So um, just yeah. a bad defensive performance from a defense that I feel like should be better than they have been. Um, I think they have a lot of mm-hmm. pieces and especially with that front four, like you have to be able to get pressure to take pressure off of your defensive backs. And they just haven't been able to do it, which is just so weird to me. Cause I, on paper, they have a great defensive line. It just hasn't translated this year. So yeah, just a weak defensive performance for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens when they, in their next couple games, but yeah, the commanders in a, in a, in a D in a division with the, the Eagles and the Cowboys probably don't have a lot of chance of, of doing a whole lot, but um, I still like Sam Howell. Uh, really. I do. I think Sam Howell is looking really solid. Um, he had that really bad mm-hmm. four interception game against the bills, but despite that, I think he's looked really solid. Um, and I think if the defense can figure out, they should, like I said, they should, they should win more games than they they've won up to this point. Um, they're on a three game yeah. losing streak here, which I just, it just stinks. But uh I think they're better than their record says. I don't think they're great, but I think they're better than their record says. You know what? Even let's even talk about that a little bit of of not necessarily being out of the division because based on Sunday night game, it looks like they might still be in it based on what happened between the 49ers and the Cowboys. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the 49ers and the Cowboys. What what happened there, Slade? Yeah, um the Cowboys failed to do anything. Uh, first, we have to mention they look like crap. We have to mention we have to mention that you did pick the Cowboys to win this game, okay? And so I was hoping you forgot. No, no, I no, no, I I remember, and I will never forget that. Um, <laughs> that that pick was crazy at the time, and it's still crazy. it was, and that will actually go exactly what into what I want to talk about with the Cowboys on right when you think they're on the verge of doing something, they have this tendency to humble you like as a person and let you know that they will never ever win a championship with Jerry Jones at the helm. Not even Jerry Jones. I'm mad at Jerry Jones and his picks. Jerry had nothing to do with this one, but just Cowboys in general of knowing, can you not keep the train going like for two games? (laughs) Like they're so frustrating as a team because right when I want them to do good, at a time is they like take a step back and they're like, we're going to get blown out this week. (laughs) And then remind us that the Cowboys are the Cowboys. So, and it's so weird too, because you look at how they started the season and they, and they start out with a 40 bomb against the giants, hold them to zero points. And then they go into the next week, a 30 bomb against the jets and hold them to 10. And you're like, and, and I am looking at this Cowboys team and I'm like, okay, it's the Cowboys number one. So we'll wait and see. But, like they look great. The defense looks It's their year, baby. Well, it's it, their year. Cowboys is in my blood. It kind of felt like it. They the defense looked unstoppable. The offense was clicking. They were moving the ball. They were scoring points. Their defense was getting turnovers. It just looked great. And then you come in and you have a stinker against the Cardinals and you lose. And it's like this team was people yeah. thought they weren't gonna win a game and you just lost to them. So Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so odd. It's so odd to look at the Cowboys and at least like coming into this game, at least you could look at them and be like, well, even if their offense fails to be as good, their defense should at least be pretty okay. But the defense in this game just, again, didn't look like the Cowboys defense at all. And I don't know if that's necessarily because 
the Cowboys don't have as good a defense as we thought, or if because the 49ers mm-hmm. are just unbelievably good, which it could be that. The 49ers are awesome. I don't think they're unbelievably good in the sense of that they should have done 42-10 to the Cowboys. I think a lot of that was more on the Cowboys. You know what? I'll even rephrase that again. The 49ers beat the shiz out of them. The Cowboys had no answer. The 49ers are almost in that that realm, too. It's like it's so hard for them to get over the hump. But in the regular season, they're gods. Mm-hmm. Like, this was their 15th straight se- like regular season win, which I'm pretty sure is the most in their franchise so far. So it's just like, they look so good. Yeah, and it makes it like... I, it's, I, I'm excited to see what they do in the postseason. Yeah. But, but as for the regular season, yeah, they, they are unbelievably good. Well, and I think the problem up to this point has just been uh, really not great quarterback play. Um, I will say that I think 49er fans are a little bit dramatic when it comes to quarterback play. Um, I saw a comment on a TikTok the other day that was like, we've been in quarterback hell for so long. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you mean you had a fantastic team and then Jimmy Garoppolo, who is a low average quarterback, took you to the Super Bowl. Like, is that what you're telling me? Um, So I think up to this point, it's just been inconsistent quarterback play that's really caused the issues. Like even last year in the playoffs. Yeah. The Eagles game is is probably a lot closer if we actually get a game where they have a quarterback who could throw the ball. But instead, you're, both yeah. your quarterbacks get injured and you're essentially relying on a running back to run your offense. And that just doesn't work, especially against a team yeah. like the Eagles who have a really good defense. So I think it's right. just been inconsistent quarterback play. And so far, Brock Purdy's proven to be the guy. Um, I was of the... I mean, give, give the man his bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's tricky. I'm of... I was of the opinion he's on his rookie deal. Yeah. And I was of the opinion last year that he was as good as he was because the, because it's easy to be that good with the 49ers. Um, I still partially feel like that. Um, I think I need to give Brock Purdy a lot more credit than I gave him last year. I watch him play and he's still, he like, he's still smart. He reads the field really well and he makes the correct read and he makes good throws too. Like he has a couple, a couple throws in that game that I, that I can recall that I was like, yeah, it's a really good throw. Um, so I still hesitate to say it's all because of the scheme because I think I need to give Brock Purdy a lot of credit. But again, I think it's a really quarterback-friendly scheme. Like I think almost any quarterback could step into there and do what Brock Purdy is currently doing. Um, not to say that that I yeah, and and not even yeah. to say that that makes Brock Purdy bad because uh, I don't think it makes Brock pretty bad. I just think he's also benefiting a lot from the fact that he's in a really good scheme and he gets to kind of have these these games and these opportunities where it's like oh like he doesn't have to be. Patrick Mahomes to win games because he doesn't have to be right. Patrick Mahomes to win games. Yeah. I mean, I, that's probably the, the beauty of being Mr. Irrelevant is like, you're probably not going to the worst team, Brock. And, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, Slade, tell me what you think about this. Like, I think Brock is a system quarterback. Like he played at Iowa state and he was pretty, he was good for Iowa state. Um, like you're saying, he's no Patrick Mahomes, I would say, but I think people would definitely expect him to make good throws, especially with such a killer offensive line. And like all this time that you're, you've been given, it's kind of expected that you're going to do fairly well. And thank goodness he has, because that tells us that he's not like, yeah, the worst quarterback in the world. Cause he is pretty good. Like I think he played a great game this game, but the 49ers definitely helped like, yeah, with their scheme of things and, and their game plan on how they do things. Running backs take a lot off his, off his shoulders too. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, I think he, I think he is a system quarterback, and I, I and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Tom Brady is the the best yeah. example of a system quarterback who did unbelievable yeah. things in the NFL. You know, I, I don't think Oster boy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think we have to have the conversation that separates like your Patrick Mahomes level quarterbacks from your like average quarterbacks. Like let's, let's imagine four years from now when Brock Purdy's contract is up and he's getting ready to get a, a renewal or an extension. Um, how do they pay him? Because in my eyes, you don't pay him like you pay Patrick Mahomes because he's not Patrick Mahomes. No. But if they're winning right. games and they, and they're making it far and they're going to the postseason, how can you justify not paying him that much? You know? So I think it's like, it just yeah. begs a question of like, I don't think he's that level of quarterback. I think he's so great exactly where he is and exactly what he's doing, but I don't think he's like, I don't think he's a game changing quarterback. I think he'll do exactly what he needs to do and he'll do it well. And he's proven that he'll do it well, but it just is yeah. like, he's just that like, you know, he's like a, he's like a top 15 quarterback who looks like a top five quarterback because of the play he's in because of the team he's in. If that makes sense. All right. Yeah, for sure. No, but they they looked really good though. I mean, from the get go, they they stomped them. They stomped the Cowboys. That first drive, even like from the first drive, they took it seven plays, seven plays to get in the end zone. I was like, oh, this might be a long game. And sure enough, they proved me right there on <laughs> what it, they did to and them. It stinks too because the Cowboys, even then, they they let the touchdown up, they punt, uh, but then they forced a punt. Uh, I think they forced a couple punts actually, and then they had a fumble. Um, CMC fumbled, then they punted again, and then I think the 49ers had a touchdown. So it's 14 0, and you're not feeling great. But even then, the next drive, the Cowboys come out, put together a great drive, and they score, score a touchdown. Yeah. You know? So it's like, and you're kind of thinking at that point, you're like, okay, well, the defense is getting stops, the offense is figuring it out. So like, maybe this is the start of kind of the turnaround. <clears throat> and then from that point on, it was just like, oh, it was just bad. Uh, they just, just yeah. didn't really have a lot of hope at that point. They come into the half down 21, seven. I think they scored a field goal to start the half. And then, uh, from then on Dak goes three straight drives, throwing an interception, which begs the question, yeah. how long do the Cowboys run with Dak? Um, obviously you're on a, a, on a long contract with him. So you don't, you're not in the best position to move on, but like, this is just yeah. not a great showing from Dak. He just didn't look good. He just didn't no. make plays. He threw had a lot of turnovers, obviously three interceptions. He had one interception coming into this week and left the week with four. Like it's just like it's just not sustainable play. And and I think besides Dak's rookie year, what has he really done? You know? I've been asking myself that for years. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like I'm not I'm not putting everything on Dak. Don't get me wrong. Dak did not have a good game at all. In his defense, too. Those corners were locking up the receivers. They they couldn't get anything going, and the and the pressure that like Fred Warner and the and the defensive line were able to put on him, it, they just made it hard. Yeah. Like just, there was just nowhere to go. It was literally just it was hard to get the run game going. None of the receivers were getting open, and on top of that, Dak also couldn't <laughs> throw a good ball every once in a while. So yeah, it's just nothing was working in their favor at all. It, yeah, no, it was not a it was not a good offensive performance at all. Uh, which is just yeah. Again, it's like I don't know how much you blame the offense of the Cowboys or how much you say holy cow because holy cow that 49ers defense is just so good. Fred Warner is everywhere. Mm -hmm. He is everywhere. 
constantly. He's nuts. It's just like it's just so insane to watch that defense because it's like, well, how could like the Vikings play the the 49ers in like three weeks or two weeks? And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. even want to watch that game. Uh, as a yeah. as an avid Vikings fan, like how are we even going to move the ball, especially with Justin Jefferson going on IR? Like how are we even going to move the ball at all against that team? So not looking good, Slade. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, the Cowboys' offense. I wanted to mention this. Um, scored the second least against the 49ers this year. The only team to score less against the 49ers has been the Steelers, who are not very good. Um, and both the Giants and Cardinals managed to score more against the 49ers. So if the Cowboys want to be a contending team and they want to make a Super Bowl or they want to make a deep playoff push, you have to have a consistent offense, even against the really good defenses. And I think this game, yeah, at least at this point in the season, has proved that they're not able to do that. Yeah, no, totally agree. <laughs> What'd you think of George Kittle's shirt? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't think the I, thought it was funny. I don't think the NFL liked it, and I don't think the Cowboys liked it. Um, Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah. The NFL doesn't like anything though. <laughs> they, how, how much did they find Tyreek Hill for not wearing socks? Like one hundred and twenty thousand yeah, dollars. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I thought it was funny, and um, I think Mark, Micah Parsons was like, "Oh, it's going to be a different game the next time we play," and I was like, "Oh yay!" I don't. It's like. I don't think so, but we'll we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I've I've heard that before, Micah. Yeah, it's like I've heard that about every year from you guys for the past twenty years. Yeah. So, no, huge. Yeah, it's it's almost as if like George Kittle had hygiene issues or something because nobody wanted to cover that man. Yeah, he's three catches, three touchdowns. It was <laughs> like it's the first time George Kittle has been. A, a threat on offense in like yeah. so long. Uh, he's just been so just long. so like j- not to not to discount what George Kittle does because I think he's great and I think he's the best if not the best then one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. But you just you just want to mm-hmm. see him involved in this offense more, especially because we've seen the receiving <laughs> threat he can be, um, and we know he has right. that talent. And so it's really good to see him get back in the in the flow of things and get three touchdowns. Um, yeah, but they had obviously no interest in making sure that he was not a threat in this game. Um, in fact, I don't really feel like they made it an effort to make sure that nobody was a threat. I think everybody was a threat in this game. Um, the only yeah. positive thing I can say about the Cowboys defense and something that I said last week was if the Cowboys want to win this game, they need to limit Christian McCaffrey. And make Brock Purdy win the game. I will say that they did limit Chris McCaffrey pretty well. Um, Ten for fifty-one, uh, yeah. two point seven. Comparatively, yeah, like like in the grand scheme of things, and when it comes to Chris McCaffrey, I think they limited him really well. I think the problem is um, Jordan Mason did really well. The passing offense. I say Jordan. Jordan was the nice backup yeah. for him. And the passing offense is just clicking too well. George Kittle's wide open. Um, Brock Purdy can make the throw. Mm-hmm. So even my assessment that says you limit CMC and you make Brock Purdy win the game was wrong because they made Brock Purdy win the game and he took the challenge and ran with it. He won the game completely and totally. Yeah. So um, it was good to see George Kittle back. Um, I just I'm like I'm surprised honestly that the Cowboys failed to do anything on either side of the balls on balls on the ball um on the balls just nothing on defense you're not getting a lot of pressure you're not getting stops and nothing on offense just like a complete dismantling and i'm i i will state my personal opinion i think this shows more how dominant the 49ers are than it does how the cowboys played i don't necessarily think the cowboys are the best team in the league 
but I think the Cowboys are solid, and I think they proved that in prior weeks. I think this just shows that the 49ers are just on a tier of their own in the NFL right now. I, I like halfway believe that, but at the same time, a part of me is just like, eh, this was the Dallas algorithm. It just happened to come into play on this. And don't get me wrong. It takes a team like the 49ers to, I think, pull it off in a sense that dominant, like, I'm not going to put the Arizona Cardinals in the division of 49ers. Oh, what? they are in the same division, but not, but not. Yeah. What? Come, good. What? On. Come on, the Cardinals. Come on. But I do believe that it was because of how dominant 49ers are as a team that they did embarrass them that bad. I don't think it should have been that bad though. Like if, if they were going to score 42, yeah, sure. Whatever. But the defense is better than that. Mm-hmm. I think they should be better than that. Dear Lord, they should be better than that. And the offense, I feel like, should be a little bit it better be. than 10 points. Because <laughs> they got good players. Yeah. Like, and they got really good players. They got really good players. They got to get their good players involved because CeeDee Lamb only has five targets this game. So I understand he's, he's pro- again, probably doubled. But, like, you got to get your good players involved. Um, I want to see yeah. Brandon Cooks more involved. He's been really solid, even at his older age. He's yeah. just on these bad teams, been really solid. Get him more involved. You know, you you let Amari yeah. Cooper walk in the offseason. You bring in Brandon Cooks. Use him for Pete's sakes. Like, do something yeah. with him. So, yeah, the offense just needs to get their good players more involved. And on the defense, it's just it's just so weird to see. They let up 41 points total coming into this week and gave 42 points this week alone. So, yeah, you just expect you just expect more from this defense and you expect more from the yeah. offense. So I, I totally see your side. I think the 49ers, again, again, are just in a league of their own, but you would expect more from the Cowboys out of this game for sure. Yeah, like did I think the Cowboys were going to win? I was a little hopeful just because I doubled down on it. But like in the back of my mind, like, no, I didn't think the Cowboys were really going to win. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, 32 points though. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah, it, I guess it is what it is for the Cowboys. Now they're going to win the next three games and give everybody hope. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to win beat the shits out of the next three yep. teams that they play and then lose to the Jaguars or something. Yeah, they're going to so. win by 70. Over yeah, the next three the games, and then lose to the to the Panthers or something stupid like that. I don't even I don't even <laughs> yeah, think they play the Panthers, but something stupid like that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't even. I oh, they do. They play the, the Giants. They'll play the Giants. They, they play the Panthers later this year, so we'll see. They do. Yeah, in uh, in four weeks or five weeks, so we'll see. Maybe they'll win the next five. Mm. Give the, them the Panthers and the Giants. Then put them put them down. I'm putting dubs on the Panthers and Giants. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah. Oh. Another thing that I wanted to bring up, I had no idea Sam Darnold played for the 49ers now. <laughs> yeah, he beat out. That, da- that dazzle of that one-yard pass that he threw. It was a beauty, Ooh. and you wonder why he's not Right starting. on the money. Yeah, no, he, they brought him in the offseason. He beat out Trey Lance for the, for the backup job, and then they ended up trading Trey Lance. Oh, oh to Dallas, obviously, um, which I would have – at this point, I'm like, put, let me see Trey Lance. Do, let him do something. I'm, I was going to say – Put him in, coach. Yeah, the, give, give him the buck. Give him the rock. By by, like five minutes into the fourth quarter, both the 49ers and the Cowboys had their backup offenses in. So I'm like, give Trey Lance a yeah. shot. They put Cooper Rush in. I'm like, let him see what he can do. What's the what's the harm at this point in the game? Like, yeah. you want to see if he's something. You obviously thought he might be something because you traded for him. He's at the game. He's on the sideline. Give it a try. 
Let's see what happens. Give, give it to him, Coach. If Coach would have put him in the, the fourth quarter, they'd have been state champs. They would have won. They would have won the game. If Trey Lance was in the game, they would have won the game. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's hear it. Who's, who's your MVP? Yeah, so I was going to give it to George Kittle, but I decided to give it to Brock Purdy instead. Um, he just had a really clean yeah. game. Um, he didn't make mistakes, obviously. Um, completed good passes, 17 of 24, 252, and four touchdowns. Um, he just looked good. He was methodical. He tore the defense apart. Um, the run game wasn't wasn't there to the level that it has been, and they had to rely on Brock Purdy, and he delivered 100%. Yeah. Nope, I totally agree. From who was Mr. Irrelevant made, made himself relevant <laughs> <laughs> this game. I thought, and his stats looked pretty purdy and purdy. <laughs> oh, I couldn't I help it. Okay. Yeah. He, he looked good. No, Brock, Brock looked good. He was, yeah. 17 for 24 solid numbers, you know, and obviously had some good touchdowns, seven drives ended in touchdowns and you can't ever complain about that. So yeah. I think Brock, Brock deserves it. Yeah, I so. think so. Um, just like again, just a clean game. Really, he just he just looked good. It wasn't the the flashiest game you've ever seen. It was just methodical against a defense that we thought would mm-hmm. be very solid. Um, he just looked really good, yeah. really composed, and really, it really honestly in, in control of the game. So, yeah, he's like an above average looking chick. He's like a seven. Yeah, you know? seven seven point two out of ten. Yeah, like eight Oklahoma. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> My, or eight Iowa State. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, my least valuable player is Dak Prescott. Um, you come out of halftime, you're down 21-7. You go down the field and put up a field goal. So it's 21-10, um, an 11-point game, totally in the game at this point. Obviously, the 49ers go down and they score a touchdown, so you're up to 28-10. Still a game, honestly. If your defense can figure out, you're still in the game. Um, and Dak Prescott proceeds to throw three interceptions on back-to-back three drives. Three um, in a row. Back-to-back drives. Uh, that is just to me pretty inexcusable co- quarterback play. You want to be competitive in these games, and I think like the game would have been more competitive if you're not making these dumb mistakes. Yeah. So um, we can Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get, we'll even get to Jimmy. Oh yeah, we'll, too, we'll get but... to Jimmy. Um, it's just it's just it's just a bad look for a quarterback. They're play they're paying as much as they are, um, and somebody that you're hoping that's going to make this team competitive, and and he just completely failed to make this team competitive at all in that game. So yeah, yeah, nope, I agree. I also got Dak. It's hard to go with anybody else but Dak, and it sucks because it wasn't just Dak, but it's like at that level, especially yeah, you're in the game. It's like they've shown that they can score. It's just three back-to-back-to-back interceptions is, yeah, pretty inexcusable for that caliber for that high-paying quarterback, like who's supposed to be one of the best of the best, which... He's not. He's not. Spoiler alert, he's not. Let's be real. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Like, Dak is not it. Like, he won't be... He's solid quarterback, but he's not not the the high caliber that you want to be or think he is. He is not, and it and again, it's like it's not that it was. I don't think the game. There was only one point where the game felt close, and it's when the Cowboys went down and scored their first touchdown. That's the the only moment yeah. the game. Twenty one seven. Yeah, that's the only moment yeah. the game felt close. But even then, it's just like, you know, you come out of the half and you score a touchdown instead of a field goal. Like maybe it's a, maybe mm-hmm. it's a different game. You know, you feel the momentum start to shift, and uh, and you don't throw three interceptions and, and the, the 49ers capitalize on those interceptions and score two touchdowns off of them. So it's like, 
you know, you just like, you look at these mistakes and it's like, it just can be a different game if you're making better plays and he's just not making better plays, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Well, best of luck to the Cowboys. 49ers keep on rolling. They're going to, they're going to keep looking good and we'll see them in the postseason. I'm sure. Yeah. That drops the Cowboys to three and two moves the 49ers to five and oh. So uh, the 49ers at this point, the entire team would have to die in a tragic plane crash or something for them to not make the playoffs. And that won't happen. So the, I, I feel very confident in saying the 49ers will make the playoffs. Um, the Cowboys still, obviously the door is still open for them. They still have the opportunity. They just have to play better football, especially against these better teams. Yep. Sounds good. Great. All right. Let's go to Monday night football. Yeah. Who we got? Packers at Raiders. Um, back-to-back weeks with Packers on primetime. I hope they'll stop doing that. Um, Packers lost this game. Yeah, I can quit it. <laughs> the Packers <laughs> lost this game 13-17, dropping them to 2-3. and three. Uh, Raiders up to 2-3. and three. So a couple 2-3 and three teams there. Um, Want to acknowledge I was wrong. The Packers did not win the game. I did predict them to win. Um, but it was just not a good game for the Packers at all. Um, I think you, we both did. Yeah, I think you also picked the Packers, but uh, just not a good game for the Packers in the slightest. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm zero for three this week. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I might have picked the Bears. I don't remember. I think I you picked, picked the, the Commanders. I think we we were late. Rec- Son of a I, B. I yeah, we were three. we were late recording. Should have known though. I should have known because. Every time I ever pick the Commanders, I'm wrong. So I should have known. <laughs> and the Cowboys, Gosh, the Cowboys. It. Let's let's be real. Was a dumb pick. Let, let's be completely honest. Yeah, nobody's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, not anymore. They might have if we if we. Sorry, Slade. I ruined your chances of fame and glory. <laughs> um, we are we already went down on the search engine optimization. Yeah, yeah and the viewers. We had we had four viewers on last episode, and it just went to zero for some reason. They took their views yeah, back. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm not credible. <laughs> Um, well, at least we, at least we acknowledge our bad takes and that's, and that's what we'll do on this podcast is we'll acknowledge the the times we make poor decisions. Um, me (laughs) picking the, picking the Cowboys was a poor decision. Picking the Packers was a poor decision. Um, it shouldn't have been, it it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been. Um, I obviously complimented Jordan love a lot last week and he proceeded to to say, wow, thank you so much for complimenting me, Slade. You know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to put up an absolute stinker of a game. Just to make you happy. So thank you, Jordan love. Appreciate you doing your best. Yeah. Appreciate you doing your best to give us a terrible game going 16 for 30, 182 and three interceptions. Um, one, two really bad interceptions. I would say, um, I believe one of the interceptions was a deflection. Um, but his first, his first interception looked like a play where you hiked the ball and you expect the read to be there. So you throw the ball immediately. And there was a linebacker right there. He threw it directly to the linebacker. Just like, Oh, Jordan, baby girl, no. Wait, you're not supposed to be there. So um, what if, if you're if you're well, then on the Raiders my receiver and I'm on the Packers? Oh no! Yeah, um, that was a, a bad interception. And then his his game ending interception, I also thought was really poor. Um, you're driving down the field. You've got a chance. Yeah. You've got a chance to win the game here because the Raiders are coming <laughs> off a yeah. the Raiders are coming off a drive where where Dan Carlson missed a field goal. So they didn't go up by seven. They're only up four. And you have a chance to go down and win this game. You got 45 seconds left. You've been moving the ball really well. And you're at something like the 35 or 40, your 35 or 40, um, or sorry, the Raiders 35 or 40. I don't understand the play of throwing the ball into the end zone if it's not completely wide open. And it was not completely wide right. open. So, I mean, it's I'm like. <sighs> 
it's just like the game is almost over you guys like yeah and i think i think he's going for one of two options i think he's either hoping that number one it's christian watson who's tall he's athletic he can make these 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 jump balls and he can he can win these 50 50 catches so you're either number one mm-hmm. hoping he wins the 50 50 or number two you're hoping that he can he can get a pass interference uh, which I think a lot yeah. of quarterbacks will manipulate the game and, and will try to get pass, pass interferences in their favor. Um, so I think that's yeah. what the thought process is there. But in my mind, you're moving the ball probably the best you've moved it the entire game, at least since the first half. Mm-hmm. So I just don't really understand why you're throwing that ball when it's not 100% wide open and you're not even necessarily giving Christian Watson a chance to make a play on the ball. Uh, like it was just short and the defender was the only one there to make the play. And he did, he made the play. So um, I think those two interceptions yeah. were just really costly and, and frankly, just not very good. Uh, they, they were bad. throws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The game literally just came down to the turnover battle. And unfortunately the Packers were on the short side of that. And it sucks because I know that Jordan love has, has a pretty good upside. Like his junior year at Utah state, he was one of the best quarterbacks that I've seen. And which kind of goes into the Jordan Love narrative story. His senior season, he kind of looked like shiz. <laughs> so I think it's just like, pick a side, Jordan. Are you good or are you bad? And I, and I, think, what's, <laughs> you know? I think what's so hard about Jordan Love, too, is it's not just that he's playing on the Packers where they're coming off two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like, that's an, that's enough pressure as is, but it's the fact that he was a first-round yeah. draft pick, a quarterback who, who should not have been a first-round draft pick, and he was a first-round draft pick, right. just puts this additional pressure on you where it's just like, he's just, I, I feel bad for him because he's just up against these odds that he just can't, he'll never meet. Yeah. Like, he's just, again, I said it last week, frankly, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think, unless he has a complete turnaround later, but I... Okay, I'm going to get on a tangent here for a second. I think if Jordan Love was going to be the caliber of player that Aaron Rodgers was, he would have been prior to this point. Um, The Packers were in a really good position to let Aaron Rodgers walk when his contract ended and start Jordan Love. And what did they do? They extended him. And I think that's very clear that they thought Jordan Love wasn't ready to go. So you've been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for two years. Aaron Rodgers is in a year where he can leave the Packers and the Packers end up extending him. If you're not ready to go, after two years behind a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, I just don't really think you're ever going to be that level of ready to go. Um, right. And I think like he, I think he'll be solid. I really do think he'll be solid despite this stinker of a game. I think he's still going to be solid. I don't think this says he's a bad quarterback. I just think it says he's like a lot of quarterbacks in the league. He's just kind of average, you know, and, and Packers fans especially yeah. are so used to this high level quarterback play. They're going to rip that kid to shreds, man. Like, Every time he doesn't do as well as they want him to do, he's going to get ripped to shreds. Yeah. Yeah, he is up against a wall because, like you said, first rounder, already a lot of pressure. But in and of itself, you're at the Packers, which you, in and of yourself, like coming out of college, I would have pegged him in like the fifth round. I would have pegged him as undrafted. Like, I don't think he should have been drafted. I I was trying to be nice, too. But it's just like... Yeah, that that's a hard. That's definitely a hard position to be in, yeah. and and I'm not like the past couple of games. He's looked pretty decent. Like he he had a couple of good games there, like a lot better than what I thought he was going to play as. And um, but yeah, unfortunately, this kind of fit into the Jordan narrative for me. Of like, I knew that he had a stinker in there somewhere, and this this was it. 
I was much more I was much more in, interested in the the Carlson brothers rivalry yeah. than anything <laughs> in this game because it's just like Dan the old, older brother older brother Dan yeah. and then Anders and it's just like gotta gotta let him know who's boss you know yeah. it's like fart, fart in your hand and throw it in his face <laughs> like older brothers do stuff like that you know. Yeah. And I, and it was it was like the Packers have been this year. It was a tale of two halves, almost. It, it wasn't quite to the level it has been. But you come into the first half, you score three points, and that's all you do the entire the entire first half. Uh, the Raiders only score seven. Or the, sorry, the Raiders score ten, so it's only a seven point game going into the half. And the and I want to I want to give props to the Packers defense. Um, they played really well. Like they kept the Packers. They looked good. They kept the Packers in this game. Obviously, it's against. We will say this: a not so fantastic Raiders offense, but they the Raiders, yeah. yeah. But they kept the, they kept them in this game. They played really well. And then you come into the second half, you start off really strong. Your defense gets an interception. You know, you go down the field, you score a touchdown. Awesome, great start. You know, like you're you're. It's a tie game again. It's ten ten. Um, yeah. And what? And they and they go down again on their next drive, score a field goal. Like it's starting to feel like the Packers we've been seeing, where it's a tale of two halves, and then it's just bad mistakes. The defense lets up a touchdown. Um, obviously they got bailed out with the missed field goal, but then again, Jordan love with another just poor interception. So it's just, it's almost that tale of two halves that we've seen from the Packers, but it's just not quite to that level yeah. because Jordan love started to make costly mistakes, which he did in the second half, made a lot of costly mistakes. He did in the second half, the first half, he looked pretty dang good. Honestly, that, that first drive that they had where they actually scored on, I was like, okay, Jordan had had some really accurate throws. He had a good run yeah. that resulted in a first down. Like he looked good. And, I was like, oh, if this is an indicator, like I think I think this will be one of his better games. But then that second half hit, and it was like, crap, yeah. <laughs> dang it. And the Raiders, I wouldn't even. It's hard to even credit the defense. I mean, Raiders defense. Don't get me wrong, had a great game. Obviously, holding to any any team to thirteen points is is a fantastic defense they're showing, especially in today's NFL. Um, but but there were a couple throws on there that were like. Here you go, pal. Yeah. No. For <laughs> you, my friend. And that, pa- and like, yeah, props to the Raiders defense. They showed up, um, especially, and again, I have to eat my words again. I was, I was talking crap on the Raiders defense last week saying they have no, nobody. Um, and they shut yeah. me up again. So I, I'm like, oh, for three on takes this week so far. Um, Everybody listen to us this week. We're, we're a fuel feed feel for people's <laughs> fires. Yeah. The gasoline that keeps Apparently. them going. Um, but, this Packers offense is just struggling. Like it's just, it just doesn't, yeah. they don't have like Packers fans to me last year in the off season, we're, we're talking a lot about like, Oh, Christian Watson is so great because he ends last season with like four straight games with a touchdown or something like that. Um, which is a great run. They're, they're coming to me and they're being like, Oh, Christian Watson's so good. Wide receiver one. He's going to be fantastic. And I just don't think he's been that yet. Um, I, I don't and agree. I, and I don't, yeah really think he will be that i think he could be a solid receiver uh but i don't think he'll ever make it into these levels of like you know like your your cd lamb your justin jefferson aj brown kind of receiver he'll be he'll be kind of he'd be a nice number two if there was an actual superstar there like devontae Devontae exactly (laughs) yeah yeah so it's just this offense is struggling i think they're missing um aaron jones really bad Uh, i think they are desperately want him back because despite well let me just say this first both teams had a great running game um and i was and i was talking bad about their run games last week um but both had good running games they both they both looked pretty solid i think both 
starting running backs had around 75 yards. Um, but even, to, yeah. even with that, I think, I think that offense is missing Aaron Jones um, because I just, like I said last week, I don't think AJ Dillon is the guy that he was that one season. He had a really good year. I think he's just kind of All average right. and they just want somebody like Aaron Jones back. So hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, and hopefully they kind of turn around the run game there, but then you just look at the passing and the receiving, the receiving weapons. You got Christian Watson, who, again, I think is like high upside wide receiver too, but I don't think he's really your number one guy. And then you got Romeo Dobbs, um, who I also just don't think is fantastic. And besides that, you've really got nobody. So it's just kind of like this offense, just, I don't think you've got the best quarterback in the world. I don't think you have the best receiving weapons. Your run game's not doing well it's no wonder your offense is really stale and this offense is just really stale. Don't get me wrong. I think Christian could have scored on that one play that he ran 77 yards, but I will give it to Marcus Peters that that caller was the best. No, literally I almost gave, I almost gave him the MVP on that horse collar tackle alone because that might've, that tackle might've won them the game. Literally. I think it did because they held them from inside the five. I, that, from there so. that was the best horse collar the best decision horse collar tackle i've ever seen and i'm i'm so glad you mentioned it because i almost forgot to mention it but literally saved the game say so you should give the man a raise after that yeah. you should you should commit more penalties marcus yeah you should and and if the nfl finds them for these penalties the raiders should pay for them since it saved the game <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> double up raiders you're in Vegas, baby. Let's gamble it. Yeah, the, I think the only thing, yeah. the only upside Christian Watson has is that he is fast, so he can score on these he's, plays. He's speedy. Yeah. He's speedy. Um, but I just don't think I don't think he's what Packers fans were trying to tell me he is. And I was of that opinion last year, but I think this year, especially, is kind of just like, you know, like, and and maybe it's maybe it's problems with Jordan Love. Maybe he's I also agree. just not as good. But I just don't think Christian Watson is really that that level. So yeah, I agree. Even then, like obviously, like he was a great flex position if we're talking fantasy <laughs> but yeah he's he's not somebody i'd feel confident putting in right. my my wide receiver one no, spot for sure on the other hand though talking about the raiders while we're on the wide receiver debate though jacoby myers had a pretty good game he did and he's he uh his touchdown pass was my, yeah a chef's kiss yeah, he's been, that was a he's beautiful been pretty catch. solid this year for a good wide receiver, too. 25 catches, 274, and three on the year. Um, he's had a couple big games. Um, I wanted to see Devontae Adams involved more, and I, I really think... I've said that every single game. Yeah, and and <laughs> it's it's really frustrating, and I'm not even a Raiders, Raiders fan, but it's really frustrating to look at the talent you have in Devontae Adams. A wasted talent. Yeah, he's getting four targets. That's a crazy. That is crazy. Like Aaron Rodgers would just throw him the ball like 90% of the time. Just yeah. do that. It's Devontae Adams. He'll he'll win yeah. most of the catches. So yeah. Like give Devontae to the Chiefs. I would I would rather see Patrick throwing to him than nobody Seriously. throwing to him at all. Yeah. So Jacoby Myers was a seemed to be a good offseason signing for the Raiders. He's been he's been a really solid wide receiver too. Um I think that stinks for Hunter Renfro, who's definitely seen a dip in production because of it. Dude, I haven't seen him at all. I forgot Hunter Renfro was even on the flipping rate. I thought he'd retired, but no, he's still on the team, yeah. alive and well. Yeah, one catch for seven yards on two targets. Um, you just—he's done nothing this year, and he's so good in the slot. So I wish they'd just utilize him a little bit more. He is because he really is just a really yeah. good weapon in the slot. But I just think—I don't know—I don't know if it's Jimmy Garoppolo who I had this as a takeaway. But again, Jimmy Garoppolo is just average, and he's still showing that. Um, and I think he's 
always shown that he's just average. And he's the, yeah, he's the leader in interceptions. I want to say right now. Is he? Let's look. I want to say with like seven. Yeah. He's got seven, six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah. Um, he's proved he's just average. I've always been of the opinion that he's just average. He outperformed Jordan Love though, which is like, good job. Uh, way to go. You outperformed another hardly. Yeah. Yeah. You, hardly. you outperformed a quarterback who had a terrible game. Um, but you just, yeah. I just want to see these weapons more involved. Devonte Adams, four targets, four catches. Like, why are you not giving him more? And why is Jacoby Myers getting 10 targets over Devonte Adams is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Makes no sense. But yeah, Jacoby Myers, I, I think was a, was a great offseason signing. I think he's proved that. I think he's proved he's a really valuable wide receiver too. Um, despite him not being great in previous years, I think he's, he's found a home with the Raiders and I hope, I hope that continues. I just hope we see a spike in mm-hmm. Devonte Adam targets. Um, I hope Hunter Renfro gets a little bit more involved because if they can get those two involved and Josh Jacobs can continue to do what he did last week. Um, they should mm-hmm. have a pretty solid offense as long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make any costly mistakes, which uh, is kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo loves to do is make costly mistakes. So yeah, they'll, they'll look decent against average to below average teams, <laughs> which is something you can't say for all teams in the NFL. So we shouldn't be mad at that. Let's say. No, I mean, like I said, they're not the Panthers. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, we can go into to MVPs of the game. Um, my MVP was Robert Spillane, who I had never heard of. Dang. Yeah, never heard of this guy before. Uh, he had something like nine total tackles and two interceptions, and I think a pass, uh, a defended pass as well. Uh, so just a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first interception, obviously, he was just in a good position. He was right where Jordan Love threw it. All he had to do was catch it. Uh, and then the second one was just a tip yeah, drill. Bada bing, bada yeah, second one was just a tip drill, so nothing like super special, but great game. Obviously showed out, um, showed that he he uh, put his name on the map, at least for me. I had never heard of this guy before, so congrats, Robert Spillane. Yeah. Some guy in Utah thinks that you were the most valuable player of today's game, of Monday night's game. So Hey, Jordan, you know what? Give yourself a pat on the back, buddy. You know what? That makes two. That makes two. two. Uh, Arizona, Arizona boy, Arizona boy, where you at? Huh? <laughs> um, yeah. I would hardly call myself an Arizona boy. I live in Arizona now. Okay. But, okay, Arizona boy. Um, okay, Arizona boy. I see you. Sun, sunshine sunshine State. Um, is it the Sunshine State? No, I don't. I don't oh, think man, so. Surprise me. Um, that sounds like Florida. I, Are they? The, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know any. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, he was, he was mine. LVP. I, uh, sorry, I got it. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> somebody, somebody had to be thrown under the bus and it is you this week, my friend. Uh, this is what I get for picking the Packers this week. So I'm going to eat my words on that one and throw you under the bus for this. Yep. So Ag- thanks for nothing. Agreed. It just Jordan, I, Jordan hate this week. Yeah, Jordan, your play. Hater. Um, it was just a, it was just a poor week from Jordan Love. He was also my LVP. Um, again, his interceptions just looked bad. They were just bad throws, um, bad decisions. Um, I think it's the Viking Vikings gods telling me not to talk positive about the Packers. Cause as soon as I talked positive <laughs> about them, we get a bunch of stinkers. So, um, like you fake, you're just a fake. Yeah, are you even a Vikings fan? So yeah, sorry, Jordan Love. Terrible game. Uh, looked bad. Didn't look good. I uh, can't blame it on the coaching every single week, even if you want to. So got to give it to Jordan Love there. All right, great. You want to talk just real quick? Let's do our our game picks for next week, primetime games, and then we can we can wrap up. So yeah. uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, we got Broncos Chiefs. 
um, the Chiefs will win this game and it won't be close. Broncos, baby. Riding with are the you Broncos. Being... You heard it here, baby. Broncos Nation. Are you being serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not being serious. Come on, Slate. Are you kidding me? Well, you no, the, I'm going to go the Chiefs. I did. And I would double down on the Broncos if the Chief, if the Cowboys made it a closer game, but no, I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna have to go with Patrick and some no name kid as <laughs> all of his receivers. Yeah, so. I think I, I think Chiefs as well. Final the Chiefs are gonna beat the Shizzle. Yeah, I, I think, think the final score will be something like twenty eight, fourteen to seventeen, something around that range. Um, oh, you were being generous. I was thinking like, yeah, like forty to. Like 14. Yeah, and the defense is so bad. I should probably give the Chiefs a higher point. But I will say that the Broncos' offense, Russ in particular, has looked pretty solid the last couple weeks, despite yeah, he hasn't despite the bad. losses. So I think they'll I think they'll be okay on offense because I don't think the Chiefs have a fantastic defense. Uh, but the Chiefs' offense, especially against the Broncos' defense, to just run away with that game. Yeah. All right. Awesome Sunday night football. We got Giants at Bills. Uh, the, again, the Bills will win this game and it will not be close. Um, and I will not be generous with this one. The final score is going to be 38 to 7. This this one will be worse than the Chiefs Broncos game. Yeah. <laughs> the the Giants are. I'm so tired of them being on yeah. Monday night football, Sunday night. Like, they're not fun to watch. They are. It's literally secondhand embarrassment, and already it's going to be like, yeah, thirty-eight to fourteen or something. Yeah, it's gonna, so, it's not. If even if they get fourteen, it's not going to be close. Daniel Jones might be out. Uh, he's got a neck injury. He's day to day. Honestly, Tyrod Taylor might be a better option. Honestly, like <laughs> honestly, they should have gone with Tyrod from the beginning. Yeah. So if Tyrod, yeah, if Tyrod's still good from. <laughs> all the stuff he's been through. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see if Saquon's back. I don't think we've heard any news quite yet, so we'll see if that happens. But even with Saquon back, even if Daniel Jones does play, uh, this will not be a close game. The Bills will win that game for sure. Yeah, it's not going to be fun to watch, I'm sure. Nope. Uh, okay, and then a, a semi-good matchup. Actually, I'm excited for Cowboys-Chargers on Monday Night Football. Um, I think should be a good game. Um, I don't trust the Chargers in the slightest. Um, I think realistically the chargers should win the game, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to pick it to be a close game. 24, 21 Cowboys. That's a good pick. I'm trying to think too, because I do put the, the chargers kind of in that commanders a little better than the commanders. Don't get me wrong, but they're definitely in that realm of like, I know from the moment I pick them, they're going to let me down. I'm going with them. Any, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. I want to say the defense of the Cowboys is really going to really going to shut them down but I also said that this past week. Okay. No, I'm I'm going I'm going Chargers. We got to right. we got to be different on this. Right. I'm going to go Chargers. Justin Herbert's due for for a killer game. He is. He is. Any final score predictions? Gosh dang it. I think this one might be a high scoring game depending on how the defense go. Okay. All right. All right. 28-21. All right. There. All right, there. so book it, it everybody. There. You've got our picks for next week. Um, I feel very confident in two of those. I really do think the Chargers-Cowboys game is as a toss-up. I think it depends what Cowboys team shows up and what Chargers team shows up, actually. Um, I think it really could go either way. So 
Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, we definitely look forward to seeing everybody next week. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning every, in. Every 10 of you. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate your guys' support. For those of you that are supporting, um, we are now live on Apple Podcasts, podcast.com, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, we have an Instagram as well, coaching from TC. Um, all of the other variations of coaching from the couch were taken, so that I had to get creative there. Um, so please give us like a follow. It. Tell your friends about us. Um, we appreciate, again, appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.